you know, it started out as a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> then it turned into a real one. <laughs> Casey, are you there? I am here. Yeah, you ready to learn about the Bible? <laughs> we do this every time, honey. Yeah, but I mean, I just I figured it's polite just to ask to make sure that you're ready to start learning. <laughs> you're the one learning. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm teaching you. Okay. Well, you go ahead, honey. Okay. We'll let him think it, right? It's <clears throat> the right thing to do. Just let him think he's the teacher. Last time on the <laughs> Bible. Isaiah listed the many ways Judah has fucked up. Now God is really pissed. God's going to fart so loud that he rocks the mountains. And he is going to piss, fiery devil piss on his people. Yes, if you're wondering, that is actually God piss, It's but it's fiery devil piss. Um, I guess he's using the devil's dick. I don't know. Anyways, uh, dead bodies will smell like fucking roses by the time he's done with Judah. God will then use his avatar powers to conjure up all of the elemental forces, and it'll be like the Fire Nation attacked again. Unrepentant people will have some of the Lord's foot broke off in the ass. <laughs> this is especially bizarre. Judeans are, are going to be fucked, and the other gods will just let God have his little tantrum, because nobody's going to fuck with God while he's having his tantrum. Men are going to get fucked, too. Judah is going to uh, basically kick their own ass. Uh, apparently, that's what God makes them do. Uh, jumping back to reality, uh, I did that with air quotes, by the way. Isaiah says that if you clean your act up now, you won't get hot devil piss on you. Uh, once God has ethnically cleansed Judah, there will be a <laughs> spiritual restoration. Isaiah then talks about the last days when everything is all peachy and God isn't pissed off anymore. Uh, then you flash over to Israel. Pull on my tigger asks uh, Israel <laughs> and Israel paid him to stop fucking with Israel. Only the we wealthy paid to stop pull on my tigger. Miniham is an <laughs> anal king and then dies. <laughs> Pecker uh, then succeeds his dad as king, but then is a one-minute ruler. Because uh, Pecker continued to fuck up just like all the other kings. And then Pikachu electrocuted his little Pecker and took over. <laughs> Didn't think that you'd have both Avatar and Pokemon in today's episode, did you? They knew they'd have dick, though. Yep. Pikachu reigned for 20 years, but he still fucked up. Now fast forward back over to Judah. Assy Pants died and was buried <laughs> near his dad, but uh, he had leprosy, so he, he, he was buried far, far away. Joth, uh, Assy Pants' son, then took over and reigned 16 years. Joth did a little bit better than his dad, but uh, Ju the Judean people still kept fucking up um isaiah then returns with more bad news isaiah ate some really really dank shrooms and he had a badass vision of insect-like angels and uh, i think they were called seraph or something like that i think it was a particular kind of font that was used um <laughs> And then God was blowing smoke out of his own ass. God then curses the Judeans to be dipshits forever. But Joth tries to make up for it uh, and, and tries to make shit better. But we all know how that plays out. So 
that's it for today. Oof. Are, uh, are you... <clears throat> oh, are, shit, you're alive? Yeah. I thought I killed you. Yeah. Are you uh, ready to learn about what happens in the Bible? I mean, we just went over it, no. so... Mm-mm. Okay, well, I guess, I guess you can correct me. Okay. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? All right, so apparently I've got to learn some shit about the Bible. Everybody is going to learn some shit about the Bible. You, you're just going to learn more shit on top of what I already taught you. You mean they're the, going to learn the right things? I mean, it was it was what actually happened. This is just the whitewash. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So... Last time, we know Isaiah was prophesying in Judah, and he was going through, we ended uh, just after he was going through the various sins that Judah had uh, committed. You know, they'd committed the sin of religious formalism, the sin of injustice, the sin of idolatry, of pride, the sins of the leaders, sins of the women, uh, sin of greed, sin of revelry, sin of arrogance, sin of rationalization, sin of drunkenness, and sin of injustice. So that's where we ended last time. So God's mad. And that's where we're going to start off today you ready yeah totally ready therefore as tongues of fire lick up straw and as dry grass sinks down in the flames so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust for they have rejected the law of the lord almighty and spurned the word of the holy one of israel therefore the lord's anger burns against his people his hand is raised and he strikes them down the mountains shake and the dead bodies are like refuse in the streets yet for all this his anger is not turned away his hand is still upraised. It's upraised in the uh, pimp slap position. Oh, he's about to bitch slap the whole the whole of the motherfuckers. Um, he lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come swiftly and speedily. Did he just catcall people? Yeah, he called all of the nations to come and attack Israel. <whistles> yep. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at the waist. Not a sandal thong is broken. Their arrows are sharp and all their bows are strung. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. Their chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Their roar is that of a lion, is like that of a lion. They roar like young lions. They growl as they seize their prey and carry it off with no one to rescue. In that day, they will roar over it like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, he will see darkness and distress. Even the light will be darkened by the clouds. Oh, that is God being pissed off. Well, so it sounds like God's helping them, right? That's what it sounds like to me. Not only does he call them, it appears like he's getting, they're getting his help. Yeah. You're talking about the forces against Judah. Yes. The forces against Judah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zion will be redeemed with justice. Her penitent ones with, uh, with her penitent ones with righteousness, but rebels and sinners will both be broken and those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. You will be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. You will be like 
like an oak with fading leaves, like a garden without water. The mighty man will become tender and his work a spark. Both will burn together and with no one to quench the fire. Men will flee to caves in the rocks and to holes in the ground from dread of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. In that day, men will throw away to the rodents and bats their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they made to worship. They will flee to the caverns in the rocks and to the overhangs, overhang crags. Uh, from the dread of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty, majesty when he rises to shake the earth. So basically here, he's Isaiah is telling Judah, these idols can't save you. Like your other gods that you worship, they're not going to be here to save you. Not because they trembling and fear in the corner because they <laughs> little bitches. And then he goes on to explain why men can't save them either. Stop trusting in man who has but a breath in his nostrils. Of what account is he? See now the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, all supplies of food and all supplies of water, the hero and warrior, the judge and prophet, the soothsayer and the elder, the captain of fifty and men of rank, the counselor, skilled craftsman and clever enchanter. I will make boys their officials. Mere children will govern them. People will oppress each other. Man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old, the base against the honorable. A man will seize one of his brothers at his father's home and say, you have a cloak. You be our leader. Like, does he have a fucking Harry Potter cloak? <laughs> hey, that guy over there's got a cloak. He could be our leader. <laughs> Take charge of this heap of ruins. But in that day, he will cry out, I have no remedy. I have no food or clothing in my house. Do not make me the leader of the people. And then Isaiah goes on. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. So he's let calling. Us reason together. Let us reason. <laughs> Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are like they, though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat at the best. You will eat the best from the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. From the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Okay. Obviously, he's spoken. Yeah. But he, Isaiah also continues and says, uh, he talks about a spiritual restoration of the land. Okay. So, in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and the glory of the survivors in Israel. Those who are left in Zion, who remain in Jerusalem, will be called holy, all who are recorded among the living in Jerusalem. The Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion. He will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. Then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over those who assemble there a cloud of smoke by day and a glow of flaming fire by night." All over the glory will be a canopy, and it will be a shelter and a shade from the heat of the day, and a refuge and hiding place from the storm and the rain. So basically, those who are left, the righteous who are left, the few, because he's going to kill everybody else or have them drug off and oppressed by um, other people. Right, the neighbors. Held captive, yeah. This is what Isaiah, son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. 
In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Okay. I feel like there's some messianic foreshadowing here, like with some of the language, but uh, the, the, the messianic stuff really doesn't get into it until like Isaiah chapter 53, I think it is. With yeah, it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah, it is. But also the when he mentions the branch here, that is often translated as uh, talking about Jesus. Um when it talks about the branch of God or and, not. And branch is capitalized in this passage. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This is, a, the, in, in case anybody wants to look it up, that's Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. In that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. <clears throat> okay. So, um, let's go back. We're, we're going to step out of Isaiah real quick and go back into... Um, the story because we still have all of that political turmoil going on in Israel. So we're going to check up and see what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Judah, and then we're going to have Isaiah back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, <clears throat> and I say this almost, we say this almost every time, but this, the, the daily Bible is the book we're using and it's in chronological order. So far as they can tell the story chronologically instead of by necessarily by chapter, but it is the whole Bible. Right. So here we go. Uh, let's see. Then Pul, uh, P-U-L, is the king of Assyria. He's... Oh. Yeah. Pull, pull on my tigger. So, the, <laughs> Pul is also called Tiglath-Pileser. Right? <laughs> T- Pul, Tiglath. Tiglath-Pileser, or Pileser, or something like that. Pilsner? No, not Pilsner. Um, there's an E in between. This and there's feels, not another N. I feel like this guy would definitely name a beer after himself. <laughs> Pol is the king of Assyria. He invaded the land, meaning Israel. Okay, so we're working in Israel right now. Menahem, the king of is the current king of Israel, gave him a thousand talents of silver to gain his support and strengthen his own hold on the kingdom. But Menahem exacted this money from Israel. Every wealthy man had to contribute fifty shekels of silver to be given to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria withdrew and stayed in the land no longer. So he paid him off to go away. Yeah. But he paid him off. He made the he made the wealthy and pay give him money to give to the king. Right. Yeah. Um, as for the other events of Menahem's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? <laughs> Menahem rested with his fathers. We don't know. We don't know where that book is. Nope. All right. So much shit in that one book that we seem to have lost yeah a lot a lot right all everything else about the kings of israel except for what's in here is in that book right which has never been found mm-hmm. right okay so now we're without a king right no worries pekahiah 
Menahem's, Menahem's son succeeded him as king. In the 50th year of Azariah, king of Judah, uh, Pekahiah, son of Menahem, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned two years. Mm-hmm. All right. Pekahiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. So, one of his chief officers, uh, Pekah, son of Remaliah, conspired against him. He took 50 men of Gilead with him and assassinated Pekahiah, along with Argob and Ariah, in the citadel of the royal palace at Samaria. So Pekah killed Pekahiah and succeeded him as king. The other events of Pekahiah's reign and all he did are written in the book of the Annals of the Kings of Israel. For all those two years. Yeah. Okay. So now... Uh, in the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, son of Remaliah, became king of Israel and Samarah, and he reigned for 20 years. All right. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. Just a reminder, these particular sins are worshiping other gods. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's what it's referencing here. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really care about all of the like all the other immoral things that they do. (laughs) It's really just sucking another god's dick. Yeah. So, meanwhile in Judah... You want to guess me? Meanwhile in Judah... The other events of Uzziah, or Azariah, right? As he pants. (laughs) From beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz... Isaiah rested with his fathers. He was buried near them in a field for burial that belonged to the kings, for people said he had leprosy. So he couldn't he couldn't actually be buried with the kings. Yeah. He had to be buried near. Wasn't this the fuck last time that decided that he was gonna like light incense or something himself? Yes. God teabagged him and gave him head leprosy. Yes. And so he his his uh he was um Somebody took, they had a dual kingship, right? Yeah, it was his, like, uh, son or something mm-hmm. that was co-regent at the time. Jotham. Yeah, Joth. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy yeah, who... Yeah, Jotham was his co-regent at the time. But, um, Isaiah's still king, he's just not, he's, he's isolated. Oh yeah, I wasn't trying to suggest that he wasn't yeah. king, just that... You know, he got teabagged by God. Yeah. So at this point, after Isaiah died, his son Jotham succeeded him as king. He was already co-regent. So basically, he took over sole reign of Judah. Okay. Uh, let's see. In the second year of Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel, Jotham, son of Isaiah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Isaiah had done. But unlike him, he did not enter the temple of the Lord. Okay, so he did a little bit better. Yeah. However, comma, the people continued their corrupt practices because they dumb as fuck (laughs) so um that's that's a problem so as jotham assumes uh full control um isaiah receives a vision okay and so he comes back to judah to tell of the vision Can, can you just imagine like god's up there like what the fuck just happened Get Isaiah on the phone with me. 
Fucking Isaiah. <laughs> so are you, are you ready to mm-hmm. get Isaiah's vision? And this happened in the year that King Isaiah died. I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings, Two wings covered their faces, two wings covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled, is full of his glory. That's going to be some scary shit. And I also do not know what kind of mushrooms Isaiah ingested for this, <laughs> but damn, son. Something. He, this is, this is a crazy ass dream. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, vision, right? Okay. Um, at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin atoned for. I just want to stop for a second because he says a live coal taken from the altar with tongs. Doesn't it sound like that would mean like a hot coal? And he puts the hot coal on his lips and burns his lips. Mm-hmm. That's how it sounds. But they like th- that's what the words make it sound like. But then. It, 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 kinda it doesn't si- seem like it's so awful. Kind of <laughs> seems like one of those s- sadistic, like ru- like uh, uh, rulers or whatnot. That's like, come on, man, kiss the fucking coal. <laughs> <laughs> um. So your sin is atoned for, and then it says, but it just goes on. It's it doesn't say his lips were burned or anything like that. He doesn't have any kind. There's no mention of any kind of pain. He just says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go for us?" And I said, "Here am I. Send me." He said, "Go and tell his this people, be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving." Make the heart of this people calloused, make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Then I said, for how long, O Lord? And he answered, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid to laid waste. But as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. So it's interesting because he's saying it, it, it seems like with the earlier part here, be ever hearing, but never understanding, be ever seeing, but never perceiving, make the heart of the people calloused. It's kind of like when God hardened the Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. It seems like God is making the people like this so they'll stay, quote unquote, bad. They'll continue doing the wrong things. It's almost like they don't have a choice to do the right things because if they can hear, if they can see, and if they can understand, then they might change and do good. And then I wouldn't be able to fuck them up. Yeah, I, I do believe God is just wanting to be able to justify, like, being Fucking a sadistic them up. fuck. Yeah. 
Uh, where is this at in the Bible? Because I feel like people need to put bookmarks on this particular part. So this is Isaiah chapter six. Um, I don't have an. Uh, th- this is not specifically marked with a verse number, but it's it's at the it's the it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. This this section I have just read the whole Isaiah's vision section is uh, cha- is verses one through thirteen. So it's in there. Okay. Um. Okay. So. After Jotham hears that, right, because he came to Judah again, okay, so, and Jotham is now the king. So, Jotham hears that, and Jotham rebuilds the upper gate of the temple of the Lord and did extensive work on the wall at the hill of Ophel. He built towns in the Judean hills and forts and towers in the wooded areas. Jotham made war on the king of the Ammonites and conquered them. That year, the Ammonites paid him a hundred talents of silver, 10,000 cores of wheat and 10,000 cores of barley. The Ammonites brought him the same amount also in the second and third years. Jotham grew powerful because he walked steadfastly before the Lord, his God. So that's all for today. Okay. All right. We have a new king in Israel. We have yeah. a new king in Judah. Well, he's the sole king now, right? right. Jonathan, because he was Jonathan. co-regent before. And um, who, is it still Pikachu in, in Israel? Um, it is right now. Pika is the king in Israel. Uh, Israel and he was the king for 20 years. So, right. yes, he's still the king in Israel. Right. So, we've got Pika in Israel. Jothan in uh, Judah. Right. Okay. Okay. Next time. Next time on God's Gonna Fuck Everybody Up. Amos, if you remember Amos. Oh, Amadeus. He prophesied in Israel, right? Yeah. Um, He went to the people of the north. We're going to meet the prophet Micah. Okay. Micah. And Micah is going to come to prophecy to the people of Judah. And give a very similar message as Amos did to Israel, to Judah. Wait a second. I mean, wasn't Amos's message to Israel, hey, God, God's, God's going to come and invade you and fuck you up. Yeah. And then Isaiah also to Judah yes. said, hey, God's going to fuck you up. And now we've got another prophet, Micah, who's mm-hmm. going to be coming and regurgitating the same exact message. Mm-hmm. Hey, God's going to come fuck you up. Yes. Who, I mean, I don't know who thinks that the Bible is like unique in any kind of way, but they literally repeat things three times. Well, so one thing, one thing about Micah is that his predictions of future events are, there are more of them and they're more specific than the other prophets. Okay. So he's going to predict the fall of Samaria, um, an invasion of Judah, the fall of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple, the exile in Babylon, um, the return from captivity to peace and prosperity and the birth of the Messiah in the city of Bethlehem. So Micah, those pro- very specific prophecies come from Micah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start Micah next week. And we're going to, we're only going to go through two chapters of Micah though next week, but we're going to get introduced to him. Awesome. Can't yeah. wait for Micah. You know, I actually was, when I was a lifeguard, uh, I had a coworker named Micah. Yeah. He had like 20 brothers and sisters. What? Oh yeah. His, his family was crazy large. Anyways. So we'll be seeing you <laughs> heathens later. Uh, you know, yesterday we had our Mike Lycona video and tomorrow we have a special Batman oriented video. Yes. We're going to do the Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Yes.
podcast. Also, if you haven't seen the movie Batman and Jesus, you should look yeah. it up on Amazon, Batman and Jesus. It's wonderful. It's mm-hmm. really good. What they do is um, they take, uh, they compare, they take, they go to a, like a comic, not Comic-Con, but a comic, is it Comic-Con? Do they yeah. go to Comic-Con? They go to Comic-Con. Okay. One of the Comic-Cons. There's multiple Comic-Cons. Well, so they, they go to a comic convention and they get a group of volunteers that are super into Batman, right? Mm-hmm. And they put them in a room together and they basically give them all of the shit that is Batman ever and tell them, decide what's canon, Mm-hmm. Okay. And so these people sit in a room and argue over what's canon and they compare throughout the movie. They're comparing this to how um, the people who were developing the Christian church, the organized Christian church mm-hmm. went through and decided what was canon. And so it's really, it's a very, very, very interesting movie. Batman right. and Jesus. Yep, I completely agree. We actually saw it premiere. We did. We saw the the, the world premiere of Batman and Jesus in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, it we was did. pretty awesome. It, it was, was. It's a great movie. And and most of the people who were in it were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was really really good. Yeah. So uh, definitely, if you guys can go check that out, and I guess we'll see you heathens next time. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.